Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to TSR Live. This is Brian Moss, and I'm joined by Larry Marley. Larry, how are you doing tonight? I'm fantastic. I'm actually taking a little vacation right before Thanksgiving and just relaxing, and I haven't actually had a vacation in a long time, so it's uh, going to be fun. Um, we uh, we had a, a, you and I talked kind of off air briefly, um, and yesterday, I don't, it's probably not the best day ever, but it's way up there, right? I mean, it's pretty good. That was a pretty good day. It is. No, Tiger fans uh, definitely have to be uh, feeling good about themselves now. It didn't start off good. (laughs) You know, the first uh, uh, four or five uh, possessions, I mean, one touchdown, two interceptions, two punts. So, a little weary, you know, starting off the game. But, man, did they finish strong because the last six of their eight um, uh, possessions – was touchdowns um so i mean memphis got the 49 to 10 win but when they were going through that uh, little lull there in the first uh, first quarter when they're losing 10-7 what were your thoughts at that point well so immediately you start thinking about you know it you know is this a trap i mean are they have they you know sort of underestimated uh usf um they're letting usf hang around which is the things you didn't want to see um you know they're letting um, an inferior team um, keep the lead, but I, I, I'll be honest. So, so after the first possession, so they scored the touchdown. Um, what I was seeing was that their offense was really, really bad, and they that our defense was really dominating the line of scrimmage. And so my thoughts were, even even um, after the second interception. I was thinking, okay, if we can hold them to a field goal, it's still 13 to 7. Now, there was a big play there where Calvin Austin actually ran down the um <clears throat> ran down the the the, the defense defender mm-hmm. and kept him from scoring. And that was a big play because at that point it could have easily been you know 14 you know, fourteen to seven um at that point. And 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 you know, then things start getting a little more interesting because now they've got momentum. Mm-hmm. But to me, you know, once they once we held them and then, then obviously the, the missed field goal um after yeah. the second interception, that was probably the turning point. You just knew right then that, that I mean, there was a couple of turning points, but that right there was probably when you knew I we're we're in pretty good shape here. Yeah, because after that, after that uh, missed field goal, nine possessions for uh, South Florida, and let's see, seven punts out of nine possessions after that. So I mean, they right. just, I mean, kudos for the the Memphis defense. I mean, they were. I mean, because. I mean, at first I was like, oh, boy, uh, you know, 10-7. But they only allowed 39 yards in the second quarter. Uh, when you go to the third right. quarter, 48 yards. And then uh, the fourth quarter, three yards. South Florida only had three total yards in the fourth quarter. I mean, it's just dominating right. performance and, by the defense. You're, and, 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 and obviously this, is, this goes to they didn't have their top two running backs. Um, their mm-hmm. quarterback is a freshman. Who uh, looked every bit of of being a freshman? They actually played three quarterbacks. So did Memphis, but but we played three quarterbacks for a good reason. We played three quarterbacks because we, we didn't we didn't want anybody to get hurt. Um, they were trying yeah. to find some continuity. Um, but so I mean, I thought Fuller did a great job of adjusting. Um, their 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 first their their one and two running backs are really more. Um, 
you know, downhill runners between the tackles kind of guys. Whereas um, I think it's Nelson, is that his name? The the little running back was was more slippery. He was uh, mm-hmm. sort of uh, trying to get outside. So it sort of changed our game plan a little. And, and you could see what he did was he actually started um, keeping a linebacker instead of getting up field, he, he, they kept the linebackers wide and, and that contained the running back. Well, once, once we kept him in, in the box, then we were able to limit him to, you know, two, three yards. Cause he wasn't really, he's not going to break many tackles. So that, so Fuller really did a great job of, and the whole coaching staff of changing the defense, you know, once they realized, okay, this is what they're going to try to do. Um, the other thing they did was they didn't let, let the quarterback um, get outside the pocket. They kept him in the pocket um, and said, okay, you're going to beat us with your arm. And, and that's, you know, I mean, he just was unable to be very effective with the passing game. And if I'm not mistaken, um, looking at the stats, Brady White only attempted one pass after the half because <laughs> he was 8-27 at, at halftime. And he finished the right. game for 18 for 28. Uh, so, I mean, just, I mean, when you, th- when you look at his game, obviously, you know, the, the, I think the, one of those two picks, uh, wasn't his fault, but the other one was, right. oh man, it was, the it other was, one he got it was pretty bad. Into. Right. Yeah. The safety baited him into that. Um, that was, that's a very veteran move by the safety. Um, he, he played like he was going to go deep with, and I think it was Coxie that was going deep. And then you had Magnifico, um, so Coxie ran sort of like a little, um, and maybe it was Gainwell. I can't remember. Um, I think it was Gainwell. So, so Coxie ran a little post, and Gainwell came up, came up the sideline, and the safety, you know, made up what we call a false step. He he mm. he, he gives the quarterback a look like he's gonna go with Coxie, and then comes right back to the underneath route, um, and and we used to call that a kill move where you 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 kill your 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 run and and you come back um and that was a you know that's something that brady has he needs to look at that because he's going to see that again once it works they're going to be doing that and you can bet cincinnati has got tape on that and he's going to have to look that guy off oh yeah Going to the running game, Go Kenneth Gainwell, another solid game, uh, 14 attempts, 128 yards. But, man, Patrick Taylor, uh, you know, came back with a vengeance, 17 for 95, three touchdowns. I mean, wouldn't it be good to see him back on the field? Yeah, and this is pretty much what we envisioned the start of the season. This would be like, right, this running game would be like with yeah. Pat pounding and, and, and then Gainwell being the change of pace. Um, what I was most impressed with is Kenny was able to run between the tackles so effectively. I know he's done that all year, but, but you know, this is a really, really rugged team. USF is a rugged team, and they just ground them down. Like, they wore their defense down. They were done. By the end of the game, you know, they had worn that defense down, and they just didn't want any, they, they wanted to be anywhere else other than Raymond James Stadium. And, um, you know, from a running standpoint, you know, if you're the Tigers, that's exactly what you're looking for. You, you know, you know, you, you would have envisioned, you know, like last year you got two guys with, with a thousand yards, but this is, this is different. Like this is going to be more of a ground and pound and then Brady doing exactly what he did, um, breaking the game open with the passing game with those two touchdowns late in the first half. Yeah, I mean, South Florida, I mean, they had a, a decent, uh, you know, defense as far as, uh, you know, against the pass. I think they were eighth going into the game. But, you know, were they were, – were people just run all over them? Because they, I think they were 102nd right. against the run. But the coach – right, kudos to Coach Steve Ellis over there. I know he came from – I think uh, he was at the Middle Tennessee for a while and had, uh, I think, Minter who went to the NFL. But, I mean, he's a, he's a pretty good coach. I'd say watch out for him uh, in the future to get a better gig. But, uh, you know, yes. the, the Tigers had, you know, a little success, 222 yards. Uh, Kadarian Jones, six catches for 99 for uh, one touchdown. Coxie and Gibson, you know, I mean, Coxie had a touchdown, but uh, Gibson, 
you know, another solid effort. He had four catches for 22 yards, but he also had, you know, three runs for 31 yards and a touchdown. Right. Uh, he's, he's coming on strong. He's what I we really thought like Trayvon Samuel was yes. going to be. Yeah, I was about That's to ask you about that. You know, do that little comparison. You know, we thought Samuel, and I even said in the preseason, I just anticipated Samuel being that dynamic player. I thought he would be the MVP this year. <laughs> Boy, was I wrong. right. But uh, Antonio Gibson, and I said Brady you know, he's, White. He's coming on strong. By the way. Mm-hmm. And I said Brady White, by the way. <laughs> um, so I, here, here's what I'll say. Um, the incorporation of Gibson into the offense has been the difference from the beginning of the season to now. His ability to, to fill that Tony Pollard role, um, who can run it, can catch it, can kind of do all the different things that you want in your um, fill in the gaps, I should say. Um, and that's what you're seeing. Like, so, so Gibson has been able to, Gibson's been able to make catches across the middle to, to make runs. I mean, like he, that was a good run, the little jet sweep mm-hmm. for the touchdown. That was a good hard run. It wasn't, um, it wasn't as clean as as it looked. He had good. He has good vision, um, and he's a really big guy. Like he's really tough to bring down. So, my my, my sense is that um, he, he and Calvin Austin have been the difference between the, the what we we would consider to be a struggling offense early in the season to what you have. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, um, offensive line I think is is by far a lot better now than they were before. Um, only had one sack I think, uh, you know, this game mm-hmm. uh, or allowed one sack. But I mean, kudos to this offensive line. They're they're gelling at the right time. They just it seems like every single game they're they're improving, and every game's better than the right. last game. Well, at the beginning of the season, um, I know our listeners will remember we talked about the fact that we I, I said. I know they can run the football, just sheer size alone. They're so big that I knew that we would be able to run the football. And um, and people go, how do you know that? Well, if you're big enough and you start going forward, you're going to create yardage. You're going to create creases and gaps. That's just that's just facts. Um, Assuming you know. Now again, we're not we're not playing Alabama's defensive line. I totally acknowledge we're not playing Clemson's defensive line. I totally acknowledge. But, but but I mean, in general, in the the, the defensive lines that we're going to see in our conference, we'll be able to run the football, and that that has proven to be true. What I wasn't sure about was the pass protection. What we have seen is that with reps, Scotty Dill, uh, SA, the 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 entire offensive line has been able to in blitz pickups has been something like they did an excellent job of blitz pickups yesterday. We had the one mm-hmm. sack, which was on a rollout. I, I can't tell you the last time Brady got sacked in the pocket. I legit can't. Now, he got pressured. but Yeah. So, so it's, it, it, that's an interesting question somebody brought up. Well, Brady's seeing a lot of pressure. What he's seeing is what we call one-man pressure. So as a quarterback, if you've got a guy that comes – you know, one guy that comes up the middle or comes off, you have to be able to move the move in the pocket to get away from that guy. Where you get in trouble is when you have multiple guys coming at you. If you want to see an example of what I'm talking about, watch the Sunday night football game tonight because Aaron Rodgers is absolutely being enveloped by the uh, the defensive line of the 49ers. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> that's what I'm talking about. He's got – um, he's got it coming from all sides. We haven't really seen that with Brady. So, so far, knock on wood, now we've got a good, tough team to, 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 to face this week, um, and they've got a really hard-dosed defense. So we're going to have to uh, – that's going to be tested. Moving on, yeah, that, that's so true. Moving on to the defensive side, um, you know, not really a, a lot of stats uh, for the defensive, like as far as numbers, you know, tackles, the – the leading tackler right. was uh, Quinnell John. I mean, he only had six tackles, but that's because Memphis, uh, you know, they were able to uh, get the Bulls to a lot of three and outs. I mean, you take a look. Right. I mean, they they had 
the Bulls had 14 total drives. Nine of them were three and out. I don't think I've ever seen that uh, or that that high before, you know, with the Memphis defense. Even going back to the – because I tried to do some research uh, before the show. I didn't see, you know, anything like that. What was it, 15 a season uh, when uh, uh, Barry Odom had him up at, I think, uh, 30 or 35th in the nation total defense. I didn't right. see a performance like this where, you know, nine out of the 14 drives were three and out. Just a, a great performance. Who was your standouts on defense? Well, Dorsey has obviously played oh, yeah. outstanding. Um, and he and he was just all over the field. Um, I was – T.J. Carter did a great job. And people, people always say, well, their quarterback couldn't throw. Well, one of the things was Carter absolutely blanketed their their receiver. He he was looking to that side, and Carter just owned him every single time. Um, I don't think mm-hmm. we did not have a penalty in the first half. I don't think we got a, a, a defensive um, a, a penalty on the defensive backfield. We didn't have a holding penalty. We didn't have a pass interference penalty that I can remember. Um, that that's a that is a great job when you can just do, you know just create pressure on the quarterback just from coverage. And that's what we did all night. Um, and not only that, they were assisting. So I thought I thought Dorsius in the front, Carter in the back, um, and then also I thought I saw um, our linebackers specifically Hart. Um, they were just all over the field. Um, they they kept the running game. Once we we changed our defense, um, about about the third or fourth drive, we changed our defense and said, okay. So he's he's not looking to run up the middle. He wants to start middle and get wide. Well, okay. So we're instead of going upfield to try to funnel, we're going to stay wide on this guy and try to keep him parallel to the line. Well, once we did that, I mean it was it was just a matter of making the tackle. Because again, he's not going to break a tackle. You know, this isn't Dale yeah. Henderson. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so. And they didn't test Carter much. They only threw to him uh, through to his side or his uh, the receiver he was covering once, and Carter uh, right. broke up the pass. And that that was right. That was it. Uh, Jacoby Francis right. uh, did an excellent job too, shutting his player down. Yeah. I mean, they, they threw uh, at him twice. There was only one catch for eight yards, but uh, yeah, definitely mm-hmm. a, a great performance by the Memphis defense. You know, when you turn it over, now they uh, they're going to be at home against Cincy. Mm-hmm. Did you watch the Cincinnati yes. Temple game? I did. Um, you know, one thing Cincinnati is not going to get any style points, um, yeah. and that that was a that was a street fight, man. <laughs> I mean, it really, mm-hmm. really was. Um, it, both of those teams are 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 big, strong teams. They're not they're not explosive teams, and um, I, I think I was I was impressed. I, Frankly, um, you know, if Cincinnati doesn't block the extra point and and get get the two points, they mm-hmm. lose the game. Like you realize that, right? I mean, yeah, you know, that was the that was the difference in the game. So, I, you know, I was you know, you never want to say I was not impressed with the team. I'll say, especially in a win, they won a game. They did what they needed to do to win the game. But again, um, I, I I look at their offense and I'm just trying to figure out, okay, what are you? I know what you are defensively, mm-hmm. and I can see that. But what are you offensively? I mean, I know with Warren you're going to try to run the football. I know you've got a quarterback that can run a little bit, um, and he can throw a little bit. But what are you offensively? Are you a running team? Are you a spread team? And I don't, I don't know that they have an identity. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't think they know. Even though they are ten and one, right? I, I don't think they right. truly know. Uh, like to your point, you know what their identity is. Uh, I mean, they're definitely better defensively than they are offensively. And I think that's yes. where you know Memphis could really, really hop on it. Uh, I think the line opened up uh, at nine, ten points, depending on you know where you where you looked. Were you surprised by that line? No, not at all. Yeah, same here. Um, I I I felt like, especially at home, on Black Friday, the way it is, 
Um, I, I think that's going to be a very, very tough spot for Cincy. Um, there's, there's a lot. Cincy has essentially um, won the division. Um, so in their mind, the question is, are we going to host or are we going on the road? And that's legitimately it, right? I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's yep. it. If they, if they win the game, they host. Um, if they lose, they're on the road. And um, it's what's going to be interesting, what is how, – how motivated is Cincinnati to host? I mean, that's, don't you think that's an interesting question? Yes, and and, it, yep. oh, and okay. we're going to talk about this in a minute because, because Brian, how, how much do you use that game sort of as a scout? Like, okay, like exactly. even if we lose, we get you again. We know this, right? So we got to play it here. But we will have already been here once. Um, I think it'll be a complete zoo. By the way, if we win the game, I think that championship game will be an absolute zoo. Um, but anyway, that's just my opinion. Um, no, I agree. Cause I was going to, I'm questioning uh, Cincinnati, um, you know, because they, of course they would l- like to host it, but they don't have sure. to win it. They're already, they're already in it. So right. I, I'm like you, I mean, I'm, you know, you sort of question their motivation. Let's just say Memphis gets on them early. Do, do the Cincinnati, uh, Cincinnati players go, you know what? That's just, I don't want to get hurt, you know? Right. Or even the coaching staff. Let, let's just take it easy. Let's kind of be kind of vanilla with our play calling. We'll, we'll pack it in early, and we'll we'll try it again next week. So I mean, that's going to be you know right. an interesting thing to watch. Uh, you know, right. Friday. Um, so this is something I know Memphis, that we talked about back back in preseason, Brian. This mm-hmm. possibility of the back to backs with Cincy. Yes. And um, how difficult it's going to be to beat the same team twice, and and. Some of it is this, so you you come in with a lot of, of piss and vinegar that first week, and you let's say let's say Memphis jumps on them early, Cincinnati sort of shuts it down, and Memphis gets kind of an, an easy win. Well, how do you get yourself back into that same spot for the next week? Because mm-hmm. you know Cincy's coming. I mean, they're going to be like, oh, they just beat our brains in. Well, here we go. Okay. Um, we see this in basketball all the time where, you know, a team will get beat early in, the, early in the season, and then they go back and they play that team, say, in the conference championship, and they beat their brains in because, you know, the team that lost now has that motivation. So – yep. You know that's a that's a real trap. Now there's there's another side to that too, and that is if the other team just gets out there and goes, "Holy crap, they are so much better than we are," then you get that side of it because that that happens yeah. too, where you just realize, "Oh God, we can't beat these guys." Um, but I mean that happens. But uh, so this week, uh, to your point, how does 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 Memphis um, come out full throttle and just end it early, or is this uh, another situation where the first quarter Memphis is stealing everything out? Yeah, and the pressure is on Memphis. Uh, to me, there's no doubt mm-hmm. about that. But also, I think Memphis, because they haven't locked it up, and they need to win to have it locked up, because uh, if they lose, they need help. But I, I think that's going to make – they're going to be hungrier. Uh, they're going to be more focused, and they've started off slow for for quite a few weeks now, <laughs> and it's it's a scary trend. And you don't, yes. you know, you would very you hate to see that because I think they, I mean, obviously they have the talent to come back as they have, but you know, you don't want this one time where they're they're unable to get back to be this last game of the season with nearly everything on the line. Right, and and the other thing you don't want. You would you would really feel better if they could come out and just sort of sort of like with SMU where they just sort of made a statement, like okay, yes, you're you're gonna you're gonna need to you know you're gonna need to wear your big boy pants because this is gonna be you know 
one of those games for you. And that's what you really you really want them to feel that way. Um, you don't you don't want Cincy to feel like there's a chance. And and the sooner you can sort of get that part of it out, um, then I think we'll see what Cincinnati how how dedicated Cincy is to you know winning this game. Because um, I suspect it's not that much. That's just a suspicion. Yeah, and uh, we'll look at the scenarios just in case they do lose. Then that yes. means that that uh, Navy they have to rely on Navy losing to Houston, which I mean it, yes. that that should be a, a tough game as well. Let's take a look at that game. Um, you know how do you how do you feel that game is going? Cause, um, and let's see, that's that's on Navy's going to kill them, right? <laughs> it's seven o'clock. Yeah. It's seven o'clock. Navy, yeah. Navy's going to beat them to death. I, I, I would be shocked if, if I mean it'll be, be. I just would be surprised. Navy is their, their quarterbacking is so good right now. Um, it's you know looking back on that game, the Memphis Navy game. Um, you think back about that night, that Thursday night, and how Memphis was able to in the second half just completely shut that team down. And you just think back how in the world and and you just realize like that may have been the best half of football we played all year. And mm-hmm. that's saying something. Because um, that Navy team aside from one half against us and the first half against Notre Dame, they've been damn near flawless all year. They have. Yes, they they are rocking I mean, and rolling. I mean, they they. I don't know if anybody got a chance to watch the SMU because it was at the same time as Memphis. Um, I flipped over a couple of times to just sort of watch in between. Um, I think Memphis at halftime. Um, they were they had already started the second half, and so I flipped over to watch it. And boy, oh boy, SMU. Threw everything they had at them. I mean, they threw the kitchen sink, uh, and and I, they are tough to beat in Annapolis. They are just tough. You, you know, you go up there and and they just they don't hardly lose. I mean, you you know, last year was an yeah. anomaly, don't you think? I mean, that was sort of an yeah, anomaly. No, they're, yep. And they're and they're perfect at home again this year, uh, but fortunately for Houston, the game's at Houston. That's the only bright spot for yeah. That's the only bright spot for Houston. I think that's going to be uh, the only bright spot of the night. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> uh, Navy is running on all four cylinders. They they are they are you know yes. you know pretty darn strong. Uh, so you know going back to uh, this uh, this Cincy game, what do you think the final score is going to be? You know. You think it's going to be blowout closer? Uh, when you break it down, what do you think? I just don't. I just don't. I just there's so much going against Cincy in this game. I just don't see it. Um, you know, my gut says that 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 Memphis gets a lead, pulls away, and something like forty-two to twenty, something like that. You know, I think Cincinnati, maybe even 42-28, it's, it's going to be one of those deals where, um, you know, Memphis is going to get a, get, get a couple of touchdowns up on them, um, you know, two or three touchdowns, and it's just going to be like, wow. I, I, you know, mm-hmm. let's, let's, let's line this thing up and do it next week. You know, that's just, that's I, just a that gut. Very, very close to what I had. I had 41-28. Is is what I was uh, guessing. I was going to have instead yeah. of a, another touchdown. I was like, let, let me give uh, Patterson some two chip ins there. But yeah, <laughs> so I had forty one and twenty eight. Uh, right. I mean, it, it, you you could be right. I mean, it could be like forty five, but whatever. I mean, I, I just think I think Memphis is going to get up. Now, now again, it's going to the next week when we're talking about this, it's going to be a whole different world, and I want Tiger yes. fans to understand that. Like that's different. It just is, and um, for those who've never played in postseason football, it's different. And um, when you know 
Like it's win basically or go home. Now in this case, there, there will be a bowl, but um, it's basically win and go to you know the New Year's Day Six Bowl. Um, actually, if Memphis wins this week and then loses, neither team probably goes to the New Year's Day Six Bowl. Um, yeah, poor, which, is another, so. which is a whole nother, which is a whole nother, which yeah, which would we can talk about next week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, but but yeah, I I just think Memphis is just too powerful. No, I I agree. Uh, looking back at the preseason, I had Memphis going eleven and one. You did. I thought they would be and undefeated I think I at this had point. Nine and three or ten and two, I can't remember, but it was something like that. It's close, yeah, ten and three. That's why I will be chirping pretty good if they actually, if they win yeah. Friday and then become eleven and one. I'm like, yeah, hey, I got the team wrong as far as who they lost to, but I got the eleven and one right. But um, you know, looking over this year, um, who's the? Uh, do you think uh, Kenny Gainwell is obviously the, the the standout on offense this year, or would you get oh, Anthony think, Gibson for? No, I go to Bray White. I think you got to go Bray White. White, don't you? I mean, I love Kenny. I think he's been great, but I mean, Brady has done like he he's he's done everything you could possibly want your quarterback to do. There's, yes. there's, you you can't. I mean, he and he did it on the fly. You lose Pop. You lose Sean Dykes. You lose uh, Trayvon Samuel. Didn't work out the way you think. Um, you're, you're trying to incorporate Calvin Austin, who's not even a scholarship player at the time, and, 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 and you do all of that, plus you're changing your, your primary um, runner in the middle of the season, and um, you do all that, and you still um, – I, I mean, if we win this game like I'm predicting, this will be the first time in history that the Tigers will have won 11 games. Yeah. It's never happened before. So, and Brady White is already yeah. fourth um, in Memphis history um, as far as total touchdown uh, thrown. He's, he's at fifty six yeah, right he, now, and he'll and he'll and he'll probably be up to second by the end of this weekend. I would guess. I believe he's he's behind. Correct me if I'm wrong. I could be wrong here. Paxton, I believe. Yeah, Paxton's at fifty nine, uh, and White is at fifty six. Uh, right, so Ferguson's second with seventy. So he'll, he'll definitely move. So he'll on be third. third. He could easily be third. Um, who's number one? Winprime. Or is Winprime it, with uh, eighty-one. No, no. Yeah, Win, yeah, yeah. Winprime with eighty-one. So if he if he comes back next year, which I think he will, he'll he'll break that record. Yeah, no, I, 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 I feel easily. confident he'll break that record. Um, and depending should, on what he does, the. You, you and John right. talked about that. What, what, what were your, what did you guys? Uh, I didn't catch all of the podcast. So, what was uh, John's thoughts on on uh, White and possibly getting all these records? Well, I, I so we, we just said, well, for someone who was so maligned at the beginning and who has been sort of um, picked on because he's yes. and, 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 and you know I, I, it does. Because he he again he's not the the physical specimen you know that these other guys were. Um, he's cerebral, you know. He thinks the game, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I, and I'll give you a great example of this from last weekend. The the pass on on which was really really the the death the, the nail in the coffin was second twenty eight, and um, or whatever it was thirty eight or whatever it was. And you get 20 yards on second down, and then you a touchdown to Kendarian Jones that put us up 21 to 10. Well, I mean, you know, at the time you're still thinking, oh, we got to, you know. But in, in 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 retrospect, that was the end. That was it. They were they were done because then we get the ball back, and we score another touchdown, and then it's 28 to 10. But um, but the, the pass, you have a safety. You have Kendarian who's running sort of a skinny post. Um, or it was, a, it was a deep end. I can't remember one of the two. Either way, so you've got the safety trailing. Well, he threw the ball to the back shoulder and led him away from the direction of the defense. He saw that there's no over-the-top help, so 
so he threw the ball away from where the where the where the um, corner was going, or maybe it was a safety, but whatever. And 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 he forced the receiver to come back, and now there's no one between Jones and the end zone. That's I mean, that didn't happen because he made a bad pass. He was leading yeah. the receiver into an open area of the field. That's what I mean when I say thinking the game. He's observing, and he's making – now, he doesn't have the arm to just fling it you know, on a dart 60 yards. That's not his game. And there, mm-hmm. are, there is a group of people who believe that if you are a great athlete, just a super-duper athlete – then I don't want anything to do with you. Well, I got news for you. There are very, very few super-duper athletes. And I'll tell you this, um, Lamar Jackson didn't become a great quarterback because of his super-duper athlete skills. Lamar Jackson has become a great quarterback because Lamar Jackson has learned how to think the game. And that's the difference. Now, you combine thinking the game with super-duper athletic skills, and you get that. But you gotta have that part, and that is the hardest part to get. Anybody can go out there and run around. I mean, anybody can do that. But oh, yeah. to think the game, it, it, that, that's that's harder. Yeah, and, and we all know he's uh, <clears throat> coming back, so it's gonna be. It's going to be real interesting because they have a lot coming back. I know they they're you know you're going to have to replace uh, you know Woodard on the offensive line, but Isaac yes. Ellis uh, I think Gibson. will fill that spot and get yep yeah yeah yeah. yeah you so play, they, play, they, but they have, that's that's a tough one. But yeah. you you can do that and 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 there's a lot of skilled personnel. You're gonna you're gonna miss Pat, but um, you know what's interesting. So we haven't seen a lot of Tim Taylor this year. We didn't see a lot. We've seen Kalen Watkins. Um, we've seen um, Marquez. Marquez. Did I say his name right? Marquez. Marquez. Um, Weaver. Yes. And yeah. we've seen um, on, on the offensive line, we've been blessed. We really haven't used, I think we've used, what, seven, seven offensive linemen all year? I can't. Think of an eighth one off the top of my head. So off yeah, the top of my head, no. You know, we've got everybody basically coming back. Um, and, and and I guess so. You know, we, of course, we can talk about this next summer. Um, but I mean, assuming Norvell comes back, I mean, that, there's no guarantees, but assuming that happens. I I feel like the offense next year, as crazy as this sounds, could actually be better. I I, I can legit see, um, you know, them being more efficient, um, especially with White, um, you know, understanding the the the, the big three receivers because you got everybody coming back except for Gibson, right? Is Jones a senior? Can't remember. Kadarian Jones. Ooh, let's, can't remember. Let me see if I can pull that up real quick. I can't remember if Jones is a senior or not. I'm I'm thinking I know Coxy isn't. I know Austin isn't. Um I believe he is. See Joey's a I mean, Joey's a senior. I was counting I was I was actually on Pro Football Focus and I was counting how many offensive linemen they have, you know, listed that played and they had eight. Have, okay. Uh, well, I missed one. I missed one. Hey, my bad. <laughs> no, no, you're, you're fine. And it's my like, you know, it's because, uh, <laughs> like, Michael Dennison and Titus Jones, they've only played 21 snaps the whole year. Oh, so, I mean, so that's probably a mop-up duty. But significant? Yeah. Yeah, mop-up duty, yeah. But significant playing time? Six? Maybe six. Ellis uh, would be the, the six. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five. Yes. Because Ellis had 38 snaps. I mean, um, this year, you know, we've been blessed. We really haven't had a big injury, knock on wood, and and we haven't really had 
considering the amount of time we've run the football, that's that's pretty good. Um, but I mean, if you look at the offense, I mean, assuming Sean Dykes comes back, which is, you know, um, that could be an if. Um, mm-hmm. you, you're going to lose Magnifico. You got Cam coming back. Um, and he he came out strong uh, recently. He really has. Um, I I really think the offense can be better next year. I really, really, really do. Um, I I defensively we don't really lose a whole lot. Um, yeah, Kadarian Jones is a redshirt senior, so you do lose him. You lose him, right? So you're gonna lose you're gonna lose one of your top three receivers. Well, two if you count Gibson. But Pop I mean, may come back if if he has that that medical red shirt, so that's that's a plus. Right, that's a possibility. Pop could come back. You know, does he come back a hundred percent? I don't know, but he could yeah. come back. But I just think I think we've got a lot of a lot of weapons, um, and and you know, I, uh, Brady is going to be. Uh, I was glad to see Connor get some snaps yesterday. He he only hit mm-hmm. one person in the in the in, on the sidelines, which hey, that's good. Um, <laughs> that's you know for Connor. Um, he, no, he had he had a good couple of good throws and he had a good run. So that's something that he brings that you know that Brady doesn't really do is he can run, you know. Um, and and so like I was glad to see that. Um, you know, I just I look at the the team right now. I think they're as deep as we've ever had. At, at every position, like there's just no, like, so so this this goes a question to you. Um, what's the one position if you were to pick one that we need to hit hard on the recruiting trail? Yeah, I mean it's an excellent question because Norvell has recruited so well. I think this year the the 2020 class, th- there's not a dire need at any position. It's just filling in, you know, little gaps. I mean, because offensive line, I mean, you, we have a lot coming back, so that you can't say there's a, a great need, but you know, you have uh, Braxton Alford, uh, the kid of Alcoa, Tennessee, out of East Tennessee. He's a three-star kid. Jonah Gamble's a big three-star out of uh, Georgia. Um, I'm trying to think. Quarterback Maybe because you, you would need at least one year of you know tutelage under Brady White, and that's where you have Keelon Brown if he stays as a football commit because he's 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 a very good baseball player. He could get drafted by you know by the MLB, but right, if he stays out of, playing uh, football, Louisiana, right? Yeah, kid out of Louisiana. Yeah, he a, yes, okay. He he's a great athlete, and he can swing it too. It's not just oh he he can run it. No, that dude has an arm too. So you know, Mr. Sage would really hope he doesn't get uh, drafted in sticks to uh, football. But uh, yeah, I don't think there's really a need, um, at, uh, like a dire need at any position. You know, one can say defensive tackle, but you're you're stacked at defensive tackle. So you just all, all you're doing is really is just plugging it in. You know, the the people that you're losing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think mean, Memphis is great. yeah, Memphis is in a great spot, even if. Norvell leaves, and we could talk about that because uh, FSU. I, you know, I was at sixty-five percent before. I I bumped it up. Um, you know, after talking to some uh, folks uh, at uh, the Florida State sources, they're not his. Uh, Norvell is not their top choice. I mean, that, no, that's not not by not by a long shot. No, 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 no. You know, I so, I, I can tell you yeah. right there. I mean. So, so so if I so so I actually posted this on I haven't posted this on your website but I posted it on one of ours. Um, I, I I would put the two the two people that I think will end up at Arkansas uh, are are either Matt Campbell or possibly Mike Leach. Um, those are just look. I, that's just from what I'm hearing. Um, yeah. I don't. I and 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 I I I think they're going to put the full court press on Matt Campbell. If you're Matt Campbell, I have no idea why you leave Iowa State to go to Arkansas. But, um, but I could so certainly see a why Arkansas would like Mike Leach, and I can see why mm-hmm. Mike Leach would like Arkansas. Um, 
I can see that. That's a that's a marriage that I could see happening. Um, Mike Leach makes a lot of sense, but I just don't think Norvell takes Arkansas. I, everything I've heard is that, um, you know, I, I know there was something posted that Norvell hasn't met with Arkansas. I think that's probably true. I think it's also, would you not agree that at least Arkansas approached some of his reps? I think I think we can yeah, safely think so. say that. And um, I think right. I think of, that's where it ended. <laughs> yes, I do too. I, I believe they they said no. We're just that's not where we want to go right now. You know, and they made it clear that they would rather seek other options. And I think that's mm-hmm. when Arkansas decided to look at other candidates themselves. Um, yeah, I think you and I are on the same page as far as Florida State. That was more of an exploratory thing for FSU. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, we're this is our mindset right now. We're going to look at some other guys, but if that doesn't happen, would you would you are you going to be offended by the fact that you aren't number one? I think would that would that not be pretty much how that's how it was made to me mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah, yeah. Just to, um, you know, are you interested? You know, to gauge his interest. You know, just to right. see, um, you know, because, I mean, because if, if the guy you truly want says no, you, you want to make sure you have a couple of coaches on the back burner that are interested. Uh, so that's why I think, right. yes, it was just an introductory, hey, are you interested type of deal. But you never know. Yeah, I mean, if, if they switch up know. I mean, they don't get fall there. to him. Yeah, I mean, it could fall to him. I, I, I and, and if it does, you know what, I, good for Mike. That's a great job. And and he'll he'll do excellent, um, assuming they give him enough time. Like that's <laughs> that's, that's the only that's thing. the thing. Yeah, well, would they right, give him enough the time? You know, and assuming he's enough you're time. Norvell, then... You're Norvell. I, and, you know, cause I know a lot of fans that I that I've talked to is like, well, why would he want to leave? And I was like, well, I mean, there's it is a, a more prestigious job than Memphis. It, it's it just is. But, well. Go ahead. Okay. No, I was just well, you I was know, just, it, well, yes, it's there's, prestigious, there's six, but Memphis has a good job yeah. right here. He 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 has he can make a lot of money. He can make forty mm-hmm. fifty million dollars over the next ten fifteen years, and no one's gonna bug him. But now there is a big but here, and that is this: there's probably fifteen jobs in the country where you can look and go. I can legitimately win a national championship there. And FSU is one of those jobs. Yes. Period. Because when you when you and just so, break it down and look at it, there's only one team you got to beat in the AAC. I mean, in the ACC. That's Clemson. Well, yeah, right. But that's, but I mean, that's you know, that's like the tall pass. Well, I've only got to beat. I mean, I've only got to. I've only got to beat the. Only got to beat the best team. You know, no problem. <laughs> yeah. But 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 I mean. But year in and year out, you're right. Like, and, and if you can build it, but you know, I thought it was interesting. And I know you're, you're not local, so you don't get to hear the mm-hmm. local guys. But I thought it was interesting. Gary Parrish told a story, and and I'll shout out to Gary uh, and his his show on uh, 92.9 nine uh, in the afternoons from four to six. Um, since I'm going to tell his story, I figure I give him a shout. Um, but you know, he's the one that told the story about Billy Donovan. And you know Billy was going to go to Orlando to coach the Magic after winning two national championships. And uh, I think everybody knows the story at this point. He ended up not. He came back to Florida and coached um, coached them to two more Final Fours. Um, I think they made a national championship game. But he. Uh, Gary asked him then this is Gary's side of the story, so I, I, I don't mind saying it. Um he, he asked him, you know, what happened and Billy said, you know, I just had a moment where I realized I had built this thing and now I'm gonna go off and I don't even get to enjoy it. You know, it's sort of like building mm-hmm. and, and I know I can I can actually do some give some personal um experience with this. I know some people that do this for a living, they build um, they go and they develop property and houses, build these houses and retrofit these houses, and then sell them. And so you you spend two or three years you know, t- taking a house, 
building it, and then you call flipping. And when you've lived in it for two or three years, you 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 finally get it to where it's livable, and then you sell it. And and every one of those people that does that, I've, I've, I know of several of them, will tell you the hardest thing to do is to sell the house because you finally got it to where you can live in it. You know, you went through two years of just hell, and now you can live in it. Well, that's sort of the same thing. So now Norvell didn't walk into a quote-unquote fixer-upper. He, he had a good foundation, but he has worked his tail off to get it to this point. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there is a certain amount of I, – I just, I just wonder, and I've said this. I wonder if he doesn't look at Tom Herman, Scott Frost, um, Chad Morris, Chad Morris, <laughs> um, and and Billy Taggart, uh, Charlie Strong. You know, Charlie Strong is a UCA grad, just like Mike is. Um, I don't know. Did you know that? I didn't. I I actually did know that, but I had forgotten it. Um. I just wonder if he doesn't look at that and go, oof. I mean, it does work out from time to time. It, it works out, I guess, maybe more often than not. I guess you could say it works out. I mean, it worked out for Steve Spurrier. You know, he went from Duke to Florida. But um, <clears throat> I can name, I can, I can on one hand, the number of guys recently who have left a smaller job. Um, PJ Fleck, I guess, is a more recent one, right? It's worked out. Yeah. James Franklin, I, th- I think we could say. Although, would you call Vandy a small job? I don't know. No, I, but, I mean, I, the grand scheme of it, things, it, uh, it's it's bigger than Memphis. I would say only because it's in the Power Five. That's it. But I think Memphis is um, obviously, a, to me, a better job. Probably a better job than Vandy. Yeah. Um, but I guess my point in all this is, is it 50-50 that it works out? I mean, I think Scott Frost is going to turn it around in Nebraska, but my money is not on Tom Herman right now. What about you? I mean, Justin's done a good job at Virginia Tech, I guess. I mean, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's gonna... eight and three now, but – well, he had to pull it out. I mean, in the beginning of the season, they were calling for his head. <laughs> yeah. Right. But uh, right. You know, he, no, he's doing fine. Eight and three on the year. Yeah. I, I mean, I think he's doing all right. But yeah. You, you, you mentioned Herman. you mentioned his name. Um, I don't know if you want to go into that, but I mean, Justin being up for other jobs now. Um, yes, that's when I texted you about that one. I was very surprised. Yeah. To hear why the Arkansas why sources. Yeah. I don't know why he would I mean, do I, that. Now, he's, he's from gotta, Tulsa, obviously. Yeah. I mean, being from Tulsa and, and, and Fayetteville's right there in Tulsa, you know, 70 miles away, whatever. Um, but I don't know. To me, it's Brian. not a step up. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's not a step up because, I mean, when you look at the uh, the ACC Coastal Division, I mean, who do you have to beat? I mean, the, there's really no one – Virginia, that's it. Well, I mean, he. Well, honestly, Brian, that's why that's how that's what saved his bacon this year, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the division sucks. So I mean, he he had a good team, but I mean that division was just hot garbage. I mean, Maryland's terrible. Uh, no, Maryland's not. I'm sorry, Maryland's Big Ten. Um, sorry, I, 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 I keep sitting. Georgia Tech's hot garbage. Um. Duke's not good you this know, year. Duke's bad. Syracuse um, is pitiful. It, it, NC State's pitiful. I mean, it's just bad. Like that, the whole division is bad. So he's going to go play Clemson. They're going to get housed. Um, I mean, they are right. I mean, yeah. we agree, right? I mean, he's mm-hmm. going to play Virginia this week. Virginia's decent. Broncos got a decent team there. Yeah, they're um, eight and three. Assuming he, and both of them are five and two, yeah. so the winner goes to the conference championship. Right. If he wins, he goes to the conference championship, and and the winner gets to get the crap beat out of him by Clemson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, right? I mean, yep. And 
and and, and but I mean, my, our point in all this is, you know, a fifty-fifty pros, prospect. I mean, even even a can't miss job is fifty-fifty at best. Texas was a can't miss job for Tom Herman, and mm-hmm. he's missed <laughs> so far. I mean, they could be six and six after this this week. They're probably not, but I mean, seven and five. I mean, it, that's weird to me. Um, so, so what jobs do you see opening for the AAC? Man, what could come up? You know, I thought uh, by now that uh, Charlie Strong would be gone, but he's. I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. we'll see what they do. Um, but I thought uh, if they Philip win Montgomery. Weekend, I think I think he stays. Yeah, no, I do too. I, they, because there's been games later on in the season that they've been competitive. Um, yeah. They've they've shown it. Uh, but injuries, you know, they they had a brass of injuries, right. on, injuries the, on their hurdle, team. Yeah. yeah. But Tulsa, I thought Montgomery would be gone. But man. Tulsa is way. I think they may be the best three and eight team in the country. <laughs> I mean, they, well, they certainly think they're, bit. they should. They should have four or five yeah. wins for sure. Um, oh, if they had a kicker, and yeah, they had a kicker, um, and I, that uh, that freaks me out. Like, y- y- they got a soccer team. Go find somebody. No, I'm, I, people laugh <laughs> yeah. about this. I, look, I'm not playing. Like, no. You 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 bring all the soccer kids in. And you go, okay, somebody go out here and let's kick the football. Because one of you son of guns is going to be our kicker. I can guarantee mm-hmm. cause they, I mean, they can do it. When we did that, we, we did that, um, our kicker uh, broke his toe one year, and we went to the soccer team and we pulled some dude off the, off the soccer team. And, I, you know, he wasn't very good from over 30 yards out. But, I mean, you know, <laughs> he could make an extra point. I mean, seriously, yeah. like he, could, he really could make them. Um, it's not hard. I, I, I that always freaks me out. Like you, you, you can find people. Um, but I, I, I love that. Um, the AAC is so <sighs> solid, just in terms of. Yes. You're not going to see a whole lot of turnover. Um, I, I, mean, I don't know if anybody gets fired connect- this year. Yeah, uh, yeah, I I don't see it. Like Holgerson, obviously not, and no. you know, Bikes is not going anywhere, and and uh, uh, you know, no Willie Willie could leave. I guess Willie Fritz could leave. Mike could leave, but other than that, yeah. I don't think anybody out of the, the gets fired. Uh, coach Decavi, I think uh, Luke Fickle may someone may snag yeah. him out. Yeah, if if D'Antonio. Retires at Michigan State. I think he's going to get a long look, don't you? I mean, he was the did, yeah. he was the defensive coordinator at Ohio State, correct? Mm-hmm. And he's yeah. from Michigan, I believe. Um, and so, um, boy, I tell you what, he 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 coaches his defense plays the way he coaches, right? I mean, they're just yeah. like, like you, 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 you want to like hide foreign objects in your uniform when you go play those guys, so you can, you know, pull one out and you know pop somebody in the head. I mean, it's you don't need a team doctor; you need a cut man. I mean, it's it, it's it's rough. Well, he's an Ohio kid. Yeah, he's born in uh, Columbus, Ohio. Okay, Columbus. So he's an Ohio kid. I mean, he's he's you know probably born and bred in the his Big enti- Ten. Wow, his entire coaching career has been in the state of Ohio. Uh, you know, Ohio State grad assistant wow. Akron, Ohio State in 2002, and left in 2017 to be a head coach at Cincinnati. Wow, that's interesting. Wow. Well, I don't think you see that very often. A coach, uh, coaching you know, 20 years. His entire coaching in the same state. In the same state. That's fortunate, well, right he, there. I mean, the good, the good news is going to Michigan will not be that. It won't be that far, and um, no, he'll be able to recruit Ohio all day long with a tank of gas. Oh yeah. So um, 
I mean, that's assuming that happens. I, 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 I don't see Antonio staying, but it's his call. It'll be his call. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so if Pickle leaves, and they'll be uh, looking for a coach. Um, the silly season will definitely be done, but do you think there'll be a lot of coaching changes this year, just nationally? Every year there's one. And I think I don't know if you said this or John said this. Every year there's one that you just go, "What the world? What is that?" And, um, <laughs> that was probably John. So this, yeah. So so uh, so this year, uh, how surprised would it be if some NFL team snaps up Lincoln Riley? Who snaps up? I mean, I'm just some NFL team. Oh, that yeah, I, I was going to tell. Uh, that's that's my scenario. My scenario. Now, I've said it before on the show to you before. Cowboys okay, get rid of their coach. Yeah, Cowboys get rid of their coach. Snags up Lincoln Riley. Uh, Mike Norvell goes to Oklahoma. That's that's a scenario I could see play out, but I don't know if Oklahoma would view Norvell as I guess yeah. as highly as as I would do. No. I I think they take Justin over Mike, don't you? Yeah, he, he would have more obviously more power five, uh and that and one, both of them have uh yeah, both of them coach Texas, you know, Oklahoma area. Right. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah, you're right. They'd probably get uh Tulsa and he, from, and he played there job. before he transferred. Yeah, he takes that job, don't you think? Oh, I think I, I think, I think he takes it. Oh yes, yeah, a chance to go yeah, back home, definitely. Yeah, but I in that scenario, that I don't think Virginia. Do you think Virginia Tech will oh. go dip a Memphis coach no. back to back? No, no, they, 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 they might, but no, no, I'd see. <sighs> PJ Fleck, maybe. Minnesota? I mean, I don't know. I'm just throwing, I'm just throwing stuff against the wall, man. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be interesting. It'll definitely but be yeah, interesting I, I, I in think, a couple think, of weeks. Like but there will, be, there will be another – there will be a major coach who gets snapped up that you're just like, what in the world? You know, where did, where did that come from? Like when Brett Bielema left uh, Wisconsin and went to Wisconsin. Where did that come from? <laughs> that was yeah, a where did, where did, Yeah. Why would you do that? Yeah, I mean, and so I, but it's going to be interesting. I think, um, I think a job like I, I could see, I, I could see Gundy finally quitting, flirting around, and leave Oklahoma State. I could see that happening. I don't know where he's going to go, but I could see it happening. And I so, could see that a place for uh, for Norvell. Yes, he could. He and that would be a good job for him. Do you but, think uh, anyway, what, if Campbell does leave uh, Iowa State? Do you think uh, uh, that would be a place, uh, or Norvell would uh, they would look at Norvell? I, I just I just don't think he, I mean he might I don't know uh, I think he'd he hold out for never, something better. Yeah, that's not that's that's a job that Matt Campbell made good. Yeah, that's not a good job. Right. Yeah. I mean, no, I agreed. And 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 I think I think I think they look they probably look somewhere in the Mac or something. I don't know. Like I just don't know. I, I would he be a candidate? I mean, maybe. But would he want to go to Ames? Uh, I mean, I don't think so. I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. But yep. I'd be surprised. If he goes to Ames, Iowa, for you know, because you're you're leaving, um, and not just Memphis, but I mean, he's been in Arizona, mostly you know warmer, and now all of a sudden he's gonna. I mean, it is a Big Twelve school, so I guess you could you got that going for him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. That's weird. That'd be a weird. That'd be a weird one. That'd be Brett Bielema going to Arkansas to me. I just think he'd be a fish <laughs> out of water. Yeah, definitely. But Memphis, uh, getting back to uh, Memphis, but Memphis 
ten and one has a chance to uh, definitely represent the uh, West for a, a back-to-back. Uh, well, actually, it'd be back-to-back two back, three times, uh, three times in a row uh, to the AAC championship game. Obviously, we'll talk about it more uh, next week. But uh, what, what do you got going yep. on with the Tigers tonight for Tuesday night? So, obviously, we're going to recap what we just did here. We're going to recap the game. We're going to uh, talk with um, – uh, I think John's got somebody lined up from Cincinnati. Um, and we're going to have somebody from uh, the university to talk about uh, ticket sales um, and some of the promotions that they've got going on for the Cincinnati game. Good deal. That'll do it for episode 122 of TSR Live, and uh, we'll see everybody next week. Thanks a lot, Larry. All righty. Bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway, and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. <gasps> No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.